grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up With The Windsors. I'm Rachel. And I'm Michelle. What a week. We have been royally blessed this week, Shell. Wow. It's been, honestly, I have, I, I can't keep up. I, like I've been on a royal treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> it's been absolutely bonkers. Honestly, there's so much happening and we wish we could talk about everything, but we can't fit it all in. Like we have a time limit, guys, and there's just so much to talk about. We're trying to fit everything in. So we're going to just head straight to the um, Royal Roundup. But before we do, can I just say thank you so much to all the Royal community that have messaged us this week, um, just giving us like lots of opinions of what they think about what we're going to talk about today, which is the accession, 70 years on the throne, but also... Camilla having her blessing from the Queen to become Queen Consort. We're going to talk about all that, but we have a favor to ask you, Royal Community. If you really enjoy the podcast, share it with somebody who also loves the Royal Family, or even share one of our posts on Instagram. We would love you forever. Okay, let's get on with the Royal Roundup. Let's do it. Let's start with what we're calling the triple threat. Yes, the triple threat. <laughs> the C and the C, C and the C. C. <laughs> Charles, Camilla and Catherine. Yeah. Oh, what a wonderful engagement. This is brilliant and so unexpected, right? We we didn't know this was coming. Absolutely didn't know this was coming. And also, I know you're probably going to mention this, so I'm going to mention it first, Rach. I love this outfit on Catherine. And if out of all of the um, outfits Catherine has ever worn, this one would be in my wardrobe. I love it. I love what what she was wearing. And we also had a nod because that um, outfit was the same outfit that she wore on her first engagement with the Queen. So I was like, oh, this is really cool. And I was also going to mention her hair because I absolutely loved her hairstyle. And I was thinking, oh, that would be quite um, a good updo for if and when we go to Troop in the Colour. Love it, love it. I mean, yeah, there's going to be pictures, Royal Community, don't you worry. So what were they doing there, Rach? Where did they go? What did they do? So the Prince of Wales, the Duchess of Cornwall and the Duchess of Cambridge were visiting Trinity Boy Wharf, a prince's foundation site, running courses for students on thatching, blacksmithing, stonemasonry, geometry and sculpting. And Clarence House actually said that Catherine had been invited to attend by Charles because of their shared interest and long-standing support of the arts and creative industries. And they chatted with Nicole Christie, who founded luxury women's wear brand Ellipsis after studying the modern artisan course run by the Prince's Foundation. So that was a nice connection. And she gifted Camilla and Catherine bags and Princess Charlotte a scrunchie. Yeah, those scrunchies look lovely, didn't they? And then we also saw them at a school and there was a really sweet moment as they were coming out. Catherine bent down to speak to some of the children and 
the children were peeking out through the window and Charles was was like don't worry it's nearly lunchtime lunchtime." (laughs) do you know what you've just mentioned Catherine and children and we actually later found out um that this month Catherine's going to be visiting Denmark to find out more about Denmark's approach to the early years and why you're so pioneering so I'm so excited about the upcoming um adventures of Catherine but also William he's off to Dubai so we're going to talk about that next week oh it's all going on isn't it Rach it's all happening we cannot leave the royal roundup this week without talking about the duke of gloucester and princess alexandra now they are joint presidents of cancer research uk and they sent a message on world cancer day which also marks the charity's 20th year of life-saving research and innovation now they did a joint statement and it read as joint presidents we send our congratulations to all at cancer research uk on reaching this significant milestone and wish you the very best as you progress your invaluable work now one thing i want to point out though is we rarely see a joint presidency um, but the duke of gloucester was the president of the cancer research campaign and princess alexandra was the president of the imperial cancer research fund and actually those two um merged together and that's the reason why they've got a joint presidency what's next rach Next up, Camilla was in Bath. Yay! She was engagement. In Bath. Although Rachel did send me a message that said Camilla in Bath, and I was like, Camilla's having a bath. What? <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> and this came, I think it was like a day or so after Her Majesty's message on accession day, which we'll talk about in the Royal News later. So as patron of St. John's Foundation, she visited Round Hill Primary School, who have been receiving support from St. John's Foundation, as well as planting a tree for the Jubilee. Yay, Jubilee! For the Queen's Green Canopy. I love it! And she patted the tree, did you see? Yes, she patted the tree. Oh, she said, good luck tree, good luck tree. Oh, I love it, absolutely love this. And she also visited Voices, a Bath-based charity, to find out how they have been working with survivors of domestic abuse and with their recovery. Recovery. And the director of Voices, Ursula Lindbergh, said, Her Royal Highness, the Duchess of Cornwall, has been a staunch champion of the rights of women and girls to live free from abuse and violence. We are honoured by her visit and delighted to show her work Voices does to help people to recover and thrive and to enable survivors to influence policy and improve support for others. And you know what, Rach, I forgot to say, but she actually unveiled a plaque while she was there. Everyone, Royal Community, get ready! It was a very busy day for Camilla because in the evening she hosted a reception at Clarence House for Team GB Olympic and Paralympic medalists to celebrate their success at the Tokyo Olympics. And she's also the patron of British Equestrian. I never knew that because I just assumed all of the equestrian stuff would go to Anne. Yeah. I know she loves animals, but I, this is actually quite a surprising patronage. Yeah, it was just really nice. And I just thought, wow, she's um, really going you know, full hog, isn't she, after that announcement, that really big announcement the other day. <laughs> Love it. I think it was very strategic from the um, the events coordinators at uh, Buckingham Palace and uh, Clarence House. So well done to them, actually. <laughs> right, well, this would have normally have been royal news, but today it's not. It's Royal Roundup. <laughs> and it's Catherine. We saw her visiting parents and children together's mum space in Southwark. She played with the children and met staff, parents and volunteers and found out all about the great work that they do there. And to mark Children's Mental Health Week, Catherine will read a CBeebies bedtime story. <laughs> Yay! 
So, oh, this is so exciting. We saw her with a really cosy winter jumper. And was it jeans that she was wearing? Yeah, fair old knit and yeah, pair of jeans. Yeah. Um, so if you are in the UK and you would love to watch, uh, you know, Catherine's read bedtime reading, I would just close my eyes and pretend to be one of the kids. Like, <laughs> ah. um, It will be aired on Sunday at 6.50. And she'll read The Owl Who Was Afraid of the Dark by Jill M. Tomlinson. So yes, you can read me a bedtime story anytime you want, Catherine. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. And also, she's not the only royal who, number one, likes reading, or number two, written children's books. We've had the Duchess of York, the Duchess of Sussex, and now, obviously, Camilla and, and Catherine love reading to children. So very popular thing to do in the royals, isn't it? And today, we're recording this on Wednesday the 9th. It is August birthday his first birthday I cannot believe this it only feels like yesterday that he was born I know and so if you don't know August is Princess Eugenie's son and also facts that I didn't realize is that it's also the anniversary the 20th anniversary of Princess Margaret's death today wow so that actually the queen has two close family member deaths quite close together really hasn't she the sixth and the ninth so we've got lots coming up over the next few weeks including drum roll a dip <laughs> a diplomatic reception at windsor castle on march the 2nd could this be the long-awaited tiara moment we've all been waiting for i i can't even think about it i'm I like my, i've got butterflies in my stomach just thinking about it right now like get those tiaras out of the tower of london and on your heads please also, I was thinking, will Catherine be wearing one of the dresses she wore for her 40th birthday portraits? One of those dresses. Get the red dress on. Get the red dress with the pockets on, please. She's bound to wear the Cambridge Lovers Not Tiara, right? That's like normally her go-to tiara. I hope she wears something different. Not because I dislike it. I just want to see her wearing something different. There's so many tiaras in the Royal Collection. Get something else on, girl. Show off your wares. <laughs> A Commonwealth Day service at Westminster Abbey will take place on March the 14th and a Thanksgiving service for Prince Philip also at Westminster Abbey on March the 29th. So March is going to be a very busy month for the royals. Wow, very, very busy. Wowzers. Okay, so we did have lots about... um, the Princess Royal and the Earl of Wessex and we just can't fit it in. We just cannot fit this in today. We can't. No, we can't because um, we'll be here for hours. Um, but that's our Royal Roundup for today. Moving into the Royal News now, talking all about the Queen for 70 years on the throne and also Queen Consort Camilla. Right, Rach, we saw pictures and videos of the Queen viewing a selection of cards, letters and artwork sent to her by children and other members of the public to mark this and previous jubilees. I thought this was lovely, actually, seeing her um, looking through all of the um, different cards. So for her golden jubilee, Rach, uh, there was a card that was sent to her and it was called A Recipe for the Perfect Queen. Did you see this? Oh, it was amazing. I absolutely loved this. Yeah. And it had what makes a perfect queen is a dash of loyalty, a handful of royal waves and a cup of courage. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, her Majesty was also shown Queen Victoria's autograph fan. Oh my goodness. I loved looking at this. It was amazing. And she even um, spoke 
spoke about how it's still opened and closed. Yeah. For, you know, it's so old, isn't it? I mean, we love a bit of royal history, don't we? Oh, we love it. The fan was given to Queen Victoria in 1887 to mark her golden jubilee by who would become King Edward VII and Queen Alexandra and other relations of Queen Victoria. So... Candy the dog made an appearance. That's uh, one of the Queen's corgi, but apparently he's not a corgi, he's a doggy or something. I was like, Doggy? Yeah. I, I don't what know what's that, like a Dutch hounds and a corgi? Something like that, yeah. Anyway, we'll just call him a corgi right now. Good old Candy. Um, and, and the Queen said, And where did you come from? I know what you want. And I loved how he walked off and she was like, I know what you want. Basically, like, can you give me some treats, please? <laughs> Yeah, where's my treats? Yeah. <laughs> what I absolutely loved was the Queen was wearing the beautiful Aquamarina diamond clip brooches given to her by her father, King George VI, on her 18th birthday. Such a lovely little touch, wasn't it? Yeah, such a sentimental gesture that was. And I, I love the way when you see the Queen wearing pieces of jewellery, it always symbolises something. Yeah. So what when we're going to talk about later, there was a portrait released for the accession day she was also wearing brooches that had um, a significance to her but we'll talk about that in a bit so her majesty hosted a reception for local community groups at Sandringham house on the eve of her accession day and she was joined by members of the Sandringham women's institute pensioners who live on the Sandringham estate and people from the west norfolk befriending and little discoveries which is an early years charity for children with disabilities and amongst the guests was angela wood and she was a lady who helped create the original recipe for coronation chicken oh yeah as a cookery student in 1953 and her majesty was given a posy of flowers containing flowers from her coronation bouquet oh it was such a lovely touch wasn't it she looked absolutely fabulous in that Wedgwood blue Angela Kelly dress she did. and signature pearl necklace she was glowing she was glowing she's 95 her skin is flawless flawless and her hair I mean we've seen her the bouffant is there yeah. like it's always there <laughs> I don't think she's ever had a flat hair day in her life, has she? No, absolutely not. No, no. Rachel, this was also the engagement where she cut the cake, but the cake was upside down because the press needed to see the cake. And then she said, well, I don't matter. Yeah. And she put the knife in and she said something like, um, oh, she you was do like, the rest. oh, I'll do this bit and then someone else can finish <laughs> it. Like, <laughs> oh, typical queen. She's like, I've never opened a door in my life. You do the cake. <laughs> And then she came out and she was wearing this like green cape coat. And I was like, okay, now I need a green cape coat. Like this is what I need in my life. I mean, I know a lot of people, me and you included, consider Catherine a style icon, but Shell, you know me, you know, like, I love Her Majesty, but her style for me, I'd be be dressing like a 95 year old every day if I could. (laughs) I mean, a 95 year old millionaire. Yeah, of course. Go for it. Oh, yeah. Give me, you know, some pearls and some diamond brooches and I'm there, you know. Love it. Absolutely love it. Oh, did you see the picture taken by Chris Jackson? You know, our favourite photographer ever in the whole world. We love him. (laughs) And it was actually released to mark a session day and the start of the Platinum Jubilee celebrations. And Royal Community, you would have seen this picture because it's the one with the famous red dispatch boxes which are used daily to present her with documents um, 
um, updating her on like events in Parliament and overseas and Commonwealth matters and stuff like that. Yeah, and also she wore the Greville Ivy Leaf clips, and these clips were made for Mrs. Greville by Cartier and were bequeathed to the Queen Mother in 1942 and were given to the Queen as a 21st birthday present from her parents. So that's the Queen's whereabouts this week and what we've seen and, and whatever. But then obviously we had a session day, and then we had this um, amazing statement. So what what happened, Rach? Tell the royal community. So the Queen wrote a message thanking the public and her family for their support and looking forward to the Jubilee celebrations over the coming year. And she referenced her 21st birthday message where she pledged her life's work to the Commonwealth. And you've probably all heard this before. I declare before you all that my life... No, Rach, you got to do the Queen's voice. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I declare before you all... <laughs> That's my impression, Royal Community, don't laugh. I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I think you've got a bit of work to do getting that even posher. <laughs> we need you from Windsor, girl. <laughs> so let's talk about the statement that was released for the Queen's accession day. And let's talk about that bit where she talks about Camilla. Let's do it, shall we, Rach? Let's do it. Okay, so the bit that she said was, I would like to express my thanks to you all for your support. I remain eternally grateful for and humbled by the loyalty and affection that you continue to give me. And when in the fullness of time, I mean, Rach, lump in my throat, fullness of time. She means death for our community. (laughs) Let's not cry. I know. My son Charles becomes king. I know you will give him and his wife Camilla the same support that you have given me and it is my sincere wish when that time comes Camilla will be known as queen consort as she continues her own loyal service like wow wow (laughs) wow this just goes to show how much of a classy lady the queen is because she could have made this whole message about herself she could have and it really wasn't that and for her to come out with that statement willingly and, you know, wanting Camilla to be known as Queen Consort, there's been a lot of to and fro over the years. Is Camilla going to be known as the Princess Consort? Well, now, Royal Community, we know. No, it's she's not. She is going to be Queen. She will be Queen Camilla. She will. She will. And I think she deserves it. I really do think she deserves it. She deserves to be Queen Consort. I think it's one of those things that we've had many discussions with people over the last week, haven't we? And it doesn't matter if she deserves it or not. As the wife of the future king, it is her right to be known as Queen Consort. Yes. But over the years, when Charles and Camilla first married, for instance, there was still that hesitancy because of Diana. Because Diana was obviously known as the Princess of Wales. Charles is the Prince of Wales. Technically, Camilla is the Princess of Wales, but she's never taken on that title because people associate that title with Diana. It's like when Charles becomes king, William and Catherine will inherit that title, but I don't think they will actually take it. That's that's another uh, topic for, uh, for debate, which we'll definitely do in another episode, is will William and Catherine become the Prince and Princess of Wales? That'd be quite interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, stay tuned. (laughs) Okay, so you're completely right. When Charles is made king by marriage, by law, Camilla will become queen consort. The thing is, what we've never had before is an actual blessing from the monarch herself saying, actually, I would like you to respect that title and actually allow her 
to be queen consort. In a way, what I felt like it was, was her breaking us in to the idea that she's not going to be here anymore, even though we're celebrating these 70 years. And for us to start getting our heads around King Charles, if he calls himself Charles, and Queen Consort Camilla. They both haven't had good press over the years. They've been married for nearly 20 years. Well, 2005, wasn't it? But in the psyche of the wider public, not to us royal community, we all know how hardworking Camilla is and also how well she fits into the family. But from the wider community, they, they're still hung up on the fact that Camilla, quote unquote, broke up a family. It's all water under the bridge. Unfortunately, Diana's passed away now. And she was divorced from Charles before. Um, so she wouldn't have been queen consort anyway. Yeah, because I've seen lots of comments over the past week of, um, you know, Diana forever and Diana will forever be my queen. Well, even if Diana was still alive today, she never would have been queen. Like you said, they were divorced. That never would have happened. And when she did that panorama interview, she famously said, I would like to be queen of people's hearts because she knew that she never would be queen. I would also like to say if Diana was alive today, she probably would be my favourite royal. I just loved her. I just, not not in the way that like people like are fanatical about Diana, but I just loved her patronages and what she stood for. Yeah, um, and she seemed just really fun, didn't she? She she's an icon of the the twentieth century. She absolutely is. She she broke so many boundaries, especially within her role that you had never really seen before. And not just that, she had this beauty of her. She had this aura and you just clung to that. And she was magnetic and she was so personable and people just gravitated towards her. But we can't have an imaginary scenario. Unfortunately, Diana passed away. She's no longer here. And I think this was what the Queen was doing. She was bringing us into the, this is what you're going to get soon. You know, buckle up. Because this is the way it's going to be. And I'm happy with that. And that is the line of succession. Get used to it. Also, Rach, Camilla, throughout the years, have taken a lot of slack. She's been bullied. She's been, you know, really... Downtrodden. She has. Vile things have been said about her. And she's just put her head down and got on with the job. And there was also a statement released from the Archbishop of Canterbury, basically throwing his support behind Her Majesty's wishes. And this is really important because, as we know, Charles will one day be head of the Church of England. Yeah. And back in the day, you know, it was divorcees can't remarry and especially a king how can a divorced king the defender of the faith yeah defender of the faith be head of the church of england but times have changed people have moved on there's so many blended families in our society today families come in all shapes and sizes and so for that reason it was important for the archbishop to give his blessing because as christians you know he will one day be the leader he will be the head yeah i couldn't agree with you more and i i also think it's especially the Queen's statement and the Archbishop's statement, what it does is it takes away any ambiguity and it just says, this is the clarity, this is the direction, this is where the future lies. And now we're not going to have this, oh, is, you know, what's going to happen when Charles or when Camilla, it's, it's there. We, we know what's going to happen. And actually, I think the timing couldn't have been better. The moment of celebration for the Queen and actually she just passed the bat off. It was like a relay race, really, wasn't it? I wanted to pick out a part that I found really interesting about the message. I am fortunate to have had the steadfast and loving support of my family. I was blessed that in Prince Philip, I had a partner willing to carry out the role of consort and unselfishly make the sacrifices that go with it. I mean, as we know, Prince Philip, he was 
you know, the Queen's biggest supporter in a way, wasn't he? You know, a, a love story for the ages. And to me, I just thought that was lovely and touching. But also it referenced what then Charles said in his statement, um, which was released after. And he said, we are deeply conscious of the honour represented by my mother's wish, as we have sought together to serve and support Her Majesty and the people of our communities my darling wife has been my own steadfast support throughout. So it was that link. Philip was the Queen's steadfast and Camilla is Charles's. And that's how it should be. You know, as we know, this isn't an easy role to uphold, is it? No, absolutely not. And you do need that support. And I love what Camilla's done with her role, actually. Like we said, we've always said, I think she needs a really big initiative now. But um, I think actually maybe they didn't give her an initiative for the for the reason that maybe that she wasn't as favoured as they as she needed to be does that make sense and maybe this might be the push that she needs to um I don't want to say step up because she doesn't need to step up I mean our perception of her and our um image of her and our projection of her has now st- stepped up and that's down to the Queen's statement. So I saw on uh, Twitter, I think this week, Rach, that they said, oh, well, the thing is, why, how come Prince Philip was a prince and he wasn't a king? And it's like, okay, all right. <laughs> are you going to explain this one, Rach? <laughs> <laughs> so as royal fans, we know this, but maybe you don't. So the Queen is the sovereign, the monarch, and you can't get higher than the Queen. Technically, a king is higher than a Queen. So for that reason being, Prince Philip wasn't a king consort. There will never be a king consort because you can't get higher. The, the queen is the be all and end all. She's the queen bee, right? Yeah. That's just the way it goes. And um, So there will always be a queen consort, but there will never be a king consort. So, um, yeah, I thought I saw that online. I was like, um, oh, my goodness. So, like People just really don't know, do they? But it's fine not to know. But I think what it is, is people have a lot of opinions, don't they? Absolutely. And so they don't they don't necessarily know the truth or want to know the truth. Because when you look at the comments, it was, well, Camilla's never going to be my queen. Diana will always be my queen. Well, no, that's not how it works. I'm sorry. But yeah, you are. Just telling the truth there, Rachel. <laughs> um, I want to just make a little point, though, because a lot of people made um, a big deal about the extended members of the family not um, giving any support on the day. But I think this was such a big, momentous um, statement. And then the next day we had Prince Charles's statement. It needed a little bit of time to simmer because they knew it was going to stir up a lot. and. I think it was a good thing, actually, that there was silence from other members of the family. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think it was one of those things where the Queen was passing the baton over to Charles. I mean, we know that it's not going to happen anytime soon. Well, we don't know, but I'm hoping it's not going to happen anytime soon because I love her and I don't want her to go. Yeah, long live the Queen! (laughs) But um, I I think because there has been that uncertainty around Charles and Camilla for so many years, this kind of needed to be said. And I think... If the Queen says it herself, then people will feel feel better about it when the time comes because you know that's what she wanted. Yeah, and, and you can't argue with the Queen, can you? Can I just mention another point that I wanted to pull out? As I look forward to continue to serve you with all my hearts, I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, she's so sweet, isn't she? I mean, 
you're 95 the, you're like please just it's fine her, I know you made that promise to yeah, us but it's fine on her 21st birthday she made a promise and now even now at 95 she's reaffirming that promise it's my life it's my duty and the bit that got me I don't know about you Shell was your servant Elizabeth R I can't it just it teared, I, I know I got tearful I just what a woman nobody does it Nobody does it like the Queen. Nobody no does one. it better. She's in a league of her own. She is an incredible lady and such a role model. And I just I just can't say enough good things about this woman. We actually did an Instagram live. I think it was like the day or two after we read this message. It was the day of. Yeah. yeah. And um, we actually did a live with Christy from Burke Hall with Love and Tanya, Camilla's girl, because they are really big Charles and Camilla fans. And we actually spoke about our initial thoughts on Queen Camilla, Queen Consort Camilla. So if you want to listen to our first initial thoughts, head on over to our Instagram live. And we also put up a YouTube video, didn't we? We did. We were busy on Sunday. I thought it was going to be the day <laughs> off. And then all of a sudden, bam, everything happens. Come on. It's the God. It's God's day of rest. <laughs> we needed a rest. <laughs> we were like, oh, why is this happening today? <laughs> long live the queen um thank you ma'am for your amazing 70 years of service and your continued support and you know your servant your servant like wow what remarkable thank you so much for being here royal community thank you so much for listening thank you so much for sharing the podcast if you'd like to get in touch you could email us keep it up with the windsors pod at gmail.com you can also message us on Instagram at Keeping Up the Windsor's Pod. We post loads of content over there. So let us know your thoughts on Queen Consort Camilla. What did you think of Her Majesty's Accession Day message? What are you looking forward to for the Platinum Jubilee? Like, is there anything in particular you want to see? We want to see everything. We keep mentioning it every single week. <laughs> everything, everything. Um, and also, uh, you can find us over on YouTube. You search Keeping Up With The Windsors. And as always, if you'd like to know more about the charities, links or mentions that we um, are talking about during the podcast, they'll always be in the episode notes of this podcast so you can just scroll up on any of your apps and it'll all be there for you we will see you next week on even up with the windsors Windsors.